Welcome to America's Heroes Group podcast with information and resources that's disseminated intentionally to empower our military population with host Vietnam veteran Cliff Kelly, co-host Iraq veteran Colonel Dr. Damon Arnold, and co-host Army National Guard veteran Sean Claiborne. And now, America's Heroes Group podcast. Lisa Gavin, she is the vice president of We Build Your Credit. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about moving forward post-COVID-19 uh, COVID-19 credit. What do we do now that we're coming out of this uh, crisis with we've been going through for the last uh, over a year of the COVID-19 pandemic? Welcome, welcome, Lisa. How are you? I am doing great. Thank you for having me today. Great, great. So what is this? What should we be really be looking uh, towards trying to um, address this issue? Because many people, uh, some people lost their jobs. Some people yeah. um, actually uh, were unable to keep up with payments, even if they didn't lose their jobs. And uh, some people were actually in dire economic straits prior to uh, even COVID-19 happening. So what, what sure. do people need to know now? Well, you know, I have the philosophy of turning uh, lemons into lemonade, right? And so in very challenging times, it it presses us to be honestly to be the best that we can be, to not allow the times to get you down and to do the best you can to do what you can with what you have, right? Mm -hmm. And so when it comes to credit, that looks uh, let's just say people don't know how that looks. <laughs> what, you know what I was just saying when it comes to credit. So what can you do uh, to, to keep things going? So I'll give you a couple of things that I, I tell my clients on a regular basis. There are some tools out there that are low-cost tools that people can use to continue to build and develop, right? Okay. Uh, even though their credit may have been challenged, the most important concept is to understand that you have to get on the horse and keep riding. That's number one. And let me explain what I mean by that. Things fall off, and as you said, you know, late payments, things like that happen. But you cannot allow that to force you in a position that you just say, forget it, I'm not going to do anything with my credit. Because credit is measured by your ability to manage credit. So if you stop managing credit, then what will that do? It keeps your scores low, and you never get on the course to getting your credit back on track and rebuilding. Does that make sense? That makes perfect sense. Now, of course, the next question is going to be how, right? But I'll let, <laughs> I'll, I'll let you ask me a question in between before I get to how, if okay. you need to. <laughs> Great. Yeah, that's a good – I like that analogy. You know, um, sometimes, we, you know, if you're riding a horse and – uh, you feel tired. You may feel like, well, I'm just going to drop off this saddle, <laughs> but the right. course is going to keep going and you're going to be left in the mud, right? So I'm, I'm glad yes. that you uh, put it in those terms. So, you know, so how how does someone keep in the saddle? How how does someone keep, you know, uh, their boots on and, and the lights on and the gas on, right? <laughs> because right. that's what it comes back down to, too. So how, how, now let's how, understand. Yes. I'm not saying that yeah, I can't speak to, mm-hmm. you know, the job situation. Obviously, mm-hmm. people have to get employed and be gainfully employed and, and to find a way to survive on a day to day basis. So yes. um, moving just a little bit past that, because we can't fix all challenges. OK. However, if you're back on track, meaning that either you're getting consistent unemployment, you mm-hmm. are 
you know, starting back working. You're doing a lot of hustle work, which unfortunately is pretty prevalent in today's society, whether that's Uber driving or whatever. Mm -hmm. But the bottom line is whatever you're doing to get consistent income, one thing that you can do is to carve out money for savings every month, right? Mm -hmm. Small savings. I'm not talking about big savings, right? Mm -hmm. So the savings that you can do that impacts your credit is like a self-lending program that they have. Uh, selflender.com is the site that comes to mind, for instance. So you could do a program that for as little as maybe $48 a month, you're actually saving $48 a month. But in that savings program, it's reporting to the bureaus that you're essentially saving that money. They do that by framing it as a CD. Mm -hmm. And so if you can carve out for yourself, 48 bucks a month. Now, those of you all who go out to eat, those who go and buy things, <laughs> those who do other stuff, maybe one of those things have to be cut back to have the $48 a month to do that. But you can save that money and start building your credit at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and what you're saying makes uh, total sense. So they actually report this back to the credit bureau. So it's sort of uh, is, a, is an testament to your credit worthiness, I guess. Yes, and at the end of that, you get that money back. So you're essentially getting credit reporting for saving money. Wow. That's 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 one of the things that we hadn't probably thought about a lot prior to COVID in times like these, where it's more challenging to build credit, but yet these other ways are evolving that people are becoming more and more aware of to start getting credit uh, at, at the same time for a very low cost. Wow. I have another good one for you, too, if you're ready for it. Ready for it. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> a, a lot of people ask me about Experian Boost, right? Okay. Experian Boost is simply a program that is offered by Experian, one of the three credit bureaus, that allows you to get credit reporting for the things you're paying already. So if you're paying Netflix, if you're paying a cell phone bill, you can put those things into Experian Boost and start getting credit reporting. However, only with experience, but still, you're getting credit reporting for the things that you're already paying. So that's another pretty neat way that you can start boosting your credit for a small amount. Wow. Does that that include things like your uh, mortgage payments or other things that... um... That's pretty much, you know, uh, Mm -hmm. restricted to things that wouldn't traditionally report. So oh, that I would see, be, I see. you know, like yeah. streaming services, cell phone bills, utility bills, because those things do not report on a monthly basis. I but see. through that yeah. program, they find ways to help people build reporting. Oh, great. That that clears it up. Yeah, that that makes a lot of sense. And, you mm-hmm. know, one of the things you said that sort of this uh, sort of hit me and and uh, thinking about it as you were speaking is, um, you know, many people don't think about saving because they don't see themselves you know, ever catching up or being uh, able to retire. And I know some right. people personally who, uh, you know, are at the retirement age now and don't have the savings, and they're trying to figure out how they're going to make ends meet just on a daily basis. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, but if you saw yourself in the future, maybe it's an exercise seeing yourself in the future and saying maybe it makes sense to save now so I don't have that extra you know, uh, carrot on my plate or <laughs> I don't have that, you know, extra uh, slice of cake. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, and that that could actually uh, improve my financial outcome in the future, even though I'm not there yet. Right. Yeah. And it's not going to be a big enough dip, you know, to, to, mm-hmm. to take care of retirement, so to speak. But it's right. 
kind of killing two birds with one stone, Mm -hmm. getting into the habit and the mindset of some type of saving, right? right? But at the same time, getting the credit reporting to start rebuilding yourself, because as you rebuild your credit and build your credit up higher Mm -hmm. and, you know, hopefully at some point get the scores you need, everything becomes cheaper, which is another mechanism for saving money because you're not financing things at high interest rates and the things that you're doing are at lower interest rates. And so that creates more saving as well. You know, and that hits on another point, uh, you know, that, and this gives you peace of mind too, right? Because the stress and all those things that can impact your health overall uh, are sometimes, you know, and to a large degree, I'd say, you know, tied to your uh, fiscal situation and your finances mm-hmm. and how you're actually managing your money, uh, because that can have a deep impact on how you feel every day. Yeah, it, it, those are those things are definitely tied together. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So, so I mean, uh, so that that's uh, so we really went through selflender.com and Experian mm-hmm. Booth. Is there anything else out there that people should be aware of or uh, any kind of tools that should be looking for? Sure. This is one, something that does require a little bit more money up front. By the way, um, SelfLender, for instance, just requires you to make that first installment. Okay. Okay? okay. And actually, I think they have something a little bit lower cost perhaps 24 a month or so, but it'd be stretched out for two years. So, you know, so you can do it at whatever level you're prepared to get into it at. But one of the other things for people who need to rebuild and don't know how to get back started is to do a secured credit card, meaning that you would have to come up with a minimum of $200 and they put that money into a savings account. And so that gets set aside to make sure that you're going to be a good boy or girl when they (laughs) issue you a credit card in the same amount. (laughs) What that does, though, is it keeps you from all of these horrible credit cards where you pay these ridiculous fees just to get the credit card. And you start out literally upside down the minute that you get the credit card. A secured card enables you to not go into that situation, but yet be able to get approved even when you have challenged credit. So that's the other thing that I would recommend is a secured credit card. Okay, good. Yeah, and so so you put your money in the bank and then they put it into a, a savings account. So it it sort of uh, allows you to um, get things on the card, but it's it's sort of backed by the money you have in the bank. That's the kind of exactly. Okay, that's why they call it secured. Anything secured means it's backed buy something. So mm-hmm. they're backing that credit card by the money they're holding of yours in that savings account. But mm-hmm. when you're done, you get that money back. So again, it's not a situation where you're paying that money out in ridiculous fees. They're holding the money to make sure that you're going to manage it well. Mm-hmm. Well, any special considerations, because we were mentioning earlier COVID-19, and there's mm-hmm. all kinds of things out there now where they have economic programs you know, from the government uh, where the you know where you can get uh, you know money uh, you know th- you know through checks and that kind of thing they're sending out checks um, mm-hmm. and I'm not sure of how that fits into everything. Is there anything people should be sure. aware of? Yeah. Well, it fits in from the standpoint that as the government right now is is trying to give something back to the people versus all the corporations because the corporations have been getting their money for a long time. Mm-hmm. So now that the government is giving <laughs> a little something to the people, I would recommend that people target that money to isolate different things that they need to handle or manage. 
if they can. Now, some of that obviously has to be day-to-day living. But mm-hmm. even if you're able, like I have a client, for instance, she turned the COVID indefinitely into lemonade. She started negotiating with her current creditors and said, hey, look, my income is down. I can't do this. Can I settle out this obligation with you? I know I owe you 2000 Can I pay you 1000 If you're a good negotiator mm-hmm. and you had a gift of gab like I do, <laughs> and like she does, okay. she got lenders who she owed a lot of money to reduce that down and was able to close out those accounts and reduced her overall debt. Wow. So, you know, that's something that you can hopefully try to take advantage of during COVID because lenders now are more conscious that people are having challenges and maybe I should get something from you than to get nothing from you. So that's another way to think of kind of these COVID times is how can you negotiate yourself into a better situation, given that you have a built in excuse for having challenges. Right. 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 And, and you know, what, what, what do you have to say to the veterans? You know, uh, many of the veterans have, um, you know, things with, uh, you know, disability claims or, you know, they get yes. the regular uh, retirement checks um, and, and those kinds of things. So is there anything in that realm that they should be paying attention to? Well, I would just say in general, everything that I'm talking about is, <laughs> is especially prevalent for, uh, you know, folks in that in that arena, <laughs> simply because, yes, in some ways they can rely on, you know, special lending practices because you're a veteran, but you cannot rely on that in all arenas. So mm-hmm. it may get easier for them to kind of forget that they have to build credit, but these simple ways that we've talked about earlier are great ways for them to very simply low cost keep their themselves in the circle of building credit. So then when it comes to a time that they need it, they're in position. Okay. And, you know, what, what do you uh, recommend for uh, the younger people out there? Um, we know we have uh, people from different generations right now uh, sure. that you're speaking to that are, um, you know, just starting to st- establish their credit line. You have other mm-hmm. people who are, you know, uh, let's say in the middle category, you know, going from the 20s to 30s and 40s where they right. um, actually – are in, in a situation where they have uh, been burdened by student debt. Uh, you know, when people told me the student debt that they have right now, I never would have mm-hmm. gone to school. <laughs> I, mean, I look at these numbers and I go, like, yeah. you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> and a lot of people are regretting some of those decisions, so, yeah, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and then, you know, then we have the people who are, you know, a little bit older, you know, who are in the you know, 50s, 60s, getting ready to retire, um, and mm-hmm. those, those who are already retired. So um, is that something that you would do differently depending on what age range you're in? Mm. You know, the biggest thing that Mm -hmm. I would say is that your credit is an investment, Mm -hmm. right? And so if you exhibit some controls and you don't overdo it, meaning getting into too much debt, right? Mm -hmm. If you can exhibit controls early, the the main thing is that Mm -hmm. you want to maintain credit that is not costing you a lot of money. So, for instance, if you have a credit card, whether you have to get it through a secure card or whatever means, number one, you make sure it's paid on time. Whatever the minimum payment is, you should be able to afford 25 bucks for a minimum payment. Keep it paid on time because that keeps you in position. So that's number one. Mm -hmm. Number two is that you want to make sure that you, even if you're in a position that you – 
let's just say your income is low. If you paid that credit card off and left it at zero balance, it is not – there's no debt associated with it. But the fact that you have it is still building credit for you. That's a concept that a lot of people really struggle with. Mm -hmm. Zero it out, hold on to it. It's still building credit for you. But don't overspend because you don't have the money to get into a lot of debt. So it's understanding in advance (laughs) how to manage your credit to reflect your current situation. Yeah, it sounds like a double-edged sword. So you you, you want to have credit, but you want to have good credit. (laughs) You don't want it to... uh, uh, yes. You know, go to the point where you can't keep up with those payments. Like you were saying, riding a horse, you want to stay on the horse. <laughs> yes, because otherwise you're yeah. not going to get to your destination. If you just fall <laughs> off, <laughs> right, right. you're Good. not oh. going to make it to your destination. <laughs> so you have to manage your credit accordingly. And so that requires control. You can't let the credit card control you. You control the credit card. Perfect. Yeah, so so you know uh, we have about uh, about two more minutes to go, uh, sure. but maybe you can give us like an overall, uh, you know, this is what you need to know. I, you know, I really love the analogy with stay, uh, staying on your horse, um, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what do you th- what kind of uh, messages you want to leave people with about why uh, having the credit is so important? Because we have too much intergenerational wealth, you know, being yeah. lost, um, and we we have people who are dying too early because of medical reasons and that kind of thing. We're looking at COVID, you know, and, uh, you know, they lose their pensions, they lose their Social Security they've been paying into for their whole life, um, you know, especially in minority communities, you know, communities of color. So what would you tell people? Uh, what What is their, uh, what they should, should they be thinking about and how this affects them? Now is the time to start building or to keep building. When you go through difficult times, that's the time to buckle down and figure out how you can preserve what you have. But don't give up because credit is a wealth building tool. It's a wealth building principle. Rich people get rich on other people's money, (laughs) not theirs. So you have to be in position to be able to utilize, borrow, pay back, of course, other people's money to invest in the things that you want to invest in in your future. Take credit that seriously. So even though we're in times of COVID and dealing with some of those things, if COVID is in town, get on that horse so you can get out of town. Okay. <laughs> you <can laughs> stay on so that get out horse. The way. <laughs> yeah, so you can get out the way, but you got to be able to keep riding. So that's a, a very important principle. <laughs> yes. Well, do, do you have a uh, website people can go to or a telephone number people can go to? Um, to, to sure. My, my best site mm-hmm. to go to, mm-hmm. um, we, I have two companies. We build your credit and next level credit. But next okay. level credit is really formatted for the education. So that's where I would first send people. Ah. So that is nextlevelcredit.com. Okay. So you go to nextlevelcredit.com. You can also still send an email. I'll get it. Um, and you'll be able to reach me. We also have a YouTube channel, Next, next Level Credit and Funding on YouTube, where we okay. also put out educational videos to help people understand how this game is played. Okay. Excellent. So, Oh, telephone number. Telephone number. Yes. 312-971-1358. <laughs> okay. okay, say that again. 312-971-13... Did I say 5898? 1398. 98. 98. Perfect, perfect. Okay, nextlevelcredit.com, nextlevelcreditandfunding.com. Yes. Uh, funding. And that's 312-971-1398. Stay on your horse. Yes. 
<laughs> but yeah, thank you, thank you so much, Leif, uh Gavin, for uh, bringing us the Vice President of We Build Your Credit. And uh, I, want, I want everyone to stay with us, stay with us. Thank you for listening to America's Heroes Group podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss an episode. And for more details, visit americashg.org.